Pa, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast, the world's first and disputably favourite. Although it's not a dispute, anyone would win, <laughs> given that uh, the um, the no one can know about this uh, Final Fantasy series podcast has 20 times the subscribers as me and an active Patreon account uh, and an avid fan sitting here. <laughs> I'm into the second series now and really loving it. Anyway, yeah, Daniel K is favourite, world's kind of maybe favourite podcast about audio-only video game Let's Plays. Man, I should really stop mentioning them. <clears throat> yeah, uh, forget. No, I'm the only one. Don't worry, I'm still the only one. You guys, I've been lying. I've been lying this whole time. There is no competition. Don't don't listen to any other podcasts except for mine. Anyway, yeah. Hi, how's it going? I'm all right. I'm a little tired. Didn't quite get enough sleep last night. You know. You know. Yeah, you know how it is. You sit down. You gotta play a game, but you're not really like a hundred percent. You didn't have lunch. Haven't really had a proper lunch. Um, yeah, Abe's garlic-flavoured New Zealand bagel crisps aren't a proper lunch. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, whatever, we'll soldier on, shall we? Um, yeah, it's time for another episode of, uh, my Let's Play of Warlock of Firetop Mountain, the fighting fantasy game book from the 80s, which was digitised, turned into an app for your uh, mobile device. By uh, Tin Man Games. And oh, what a job they did. What a fun time I've had playing Warlock of Firetop Mountain. Uh, I died. Killed by a giant. An iron giant. No, a cyclops. An iron cyclops. Not an iron giant. What a silly thing to think about an iron giant. What was I thinking? What was I, what was I saying? An iron cyclops killed me. In my first episode, and then along came episode two, I rolled up Fred Wood, who's a much more competent swords person, and a much more uh, noble and ethical character, delving through this firetop mountain uh, cavernous dungeon, exploring places, staying alive, killing orcs and goblins, almost saving a dwarf, um, saving an old crazy man who told us, uh, you know, make sure you give the ferryman his money and uh, something about a locked box and the keys guarded by a man and a dog or something like that and then we kept on going and then we met a um, an old man in a little room with a crazy scary uh, demon on his shoulder a chattering imp and the old man implored us to gamble with him and we decided to see what that was about we gambled away one of our gold pieces and we lost it but we gained a great and powerful lesson we took that lesson away with us that, oh, gambling, you never win. N- never, not once. Not even though that game is literally like a 50-50 coin toss. You're both rolling exactly the same number of dices, so you're going to win 50% of the time? You never win. The bank always wins. That's right. 
Um, and then we walk down the corridor, stuck in a room full of acid gas. Yeah, they're both <laughs> just standing there breathing it in. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what is that? That's bad. Oh, it's the acid gas. They've put it through the air conditioning system. What is it? And uh, then we uh, were like, fuck this acid gas. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. And then we strolled over to a key, which is on the wall of the room, full of acid gas. We grabbed the key. It had a number on it, which I don't remember. It's probably not important in any way. And I stuck it in my old pack. And I was like, this acid gas can go, you know, go go teach his acid gas grandmother to suck eggs. That's what we said. For sure, we said. And we flicked our chin at it. And then we strolled on over to the big door, and we pushed the door, and now the story continues. You ready, listeners? How is that for a, how is that for a last time on the Daniel Cage Let's Plays podcast introduction? That was pretty good, if I do say so myself. All right, so I've just uh, just reloaded my bookmark. Uh, here we are on page it doesn't say. I don't remember. <clears throat> Warlock of Firetop Mountain. You arrive at the door, struggle with the lock and open the door. You bur- burst out. Slamming the door behind you, and you take several deep breaths. <gasps> and then you return to the junction and turn to page 229. So this is where we let, let, let left off last time. Ooh. It's embarrassing. Uh, record skip. Just ignore that. Perfectly fine. No tumors, no brain problems. Oh, it's totally fine. Everything's fine. All right. Turn to page 229. We do that, sir. Click. I say click. Oh, it's hard. My big fat thumb is so much larger than the little uh, turn page button. Yeah, there we go. You arrive back at the junction, and this time you turn right. So this is an interesting... This is a, a significant point. Um, it's not like I go back to the junction and I get the like the same prompt again. Uh, I think it's, it's something to do with uh, the app, the digital version of this book that it doesn't give me a choice. It's just any area which I haven't explored, I go that way. It doesn't let me skip areas. Like, I can't go all the way back to uh, the portcullis, which I think is where my pan- my panch brathed. Yeah, where my panch brathed was at the um, portcullis. Where my path branched. It doesn't let me just go back there. It's like, oh, all these, all these corridors you didn't explore, we're going to go through them one after another now. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess so. So, yeah, we go back to the junction. We turn right this time. Turn to page 69. Yeah, next page. Uh, Some way along the passage, the corridor bends around to the north and you follow it until you reach another junction. At this junction, you see an arrow cut in the rock pointing to the north, and you decide to try this direction. Don't fucking make my decisions for me. I'm at a junction, and one of the corridors has an arrow pointing to it. I'm not going to just... I'm not going to believe the arrow. Fredwood, what are you doing? No, Fredwood, no. He does it anyway. 244. The passage runs northward, and ahead you can hear the splashing of an underground river. How cool. The air becomes cool and fresh. Nice. You soon, re- you soon reach a wide opening of a river bank, but despair as you look across to see no way through to the other side. To the east, the river flows through a cave in the rock. Across the other side. Okay, so to the, to the east, there's an opening in the cave, and the river flows out of that opening. Uh, and then I guess there's another bank on the other side. Man, I start looking around for a, a boatman. That's what I'm going to do. But that's not an option. You may sit, rest, and eat provisions if you wish. 
or continue by what seems to be the only way forwards, jumping into the river and swimming downstream. Okay, well, I'm not going to... I'm on full health, 22 out of 22, so I'm not going to waste my provisions by deciding to... Like, if I want to... if I, I guess if I want to wait for something to happen, I need to eat provisions, but I don't want to waste my... What have I got? Uh, I've still got 10 provisions, so I could waste one and see if that's, like, the right answer. Um, but it seems like... I don't know. It wouldn't just give me this. It's kind of forcing me to... I don't know. Or continue by what seems to be the only way forward, jumping into the river and swimming downstream. Like, I know that's a bad idea. The shit in this water is going to fuck me real bad. Fish, bad fish, bunch of bad fish. Maybe a shark, maybe a, a cave shark. Do cave sharks exist in real life? Shit, are cave sharks things? Could you be in a cave and suddenly there's a shark? You know how in caves there's like... Um like albino fish with no eyes or salamanders which are just white crustaceans which are just like bleached white little things they subsist on algae floating by and into their mouths are they like sharks which are like pale white eyeless sharks that live in caves Dan editor Dan find out for me no I looked it up there's no such thing as blind albino cave sharks there's sharks called blind sharks they're a kind of little shark which only lives off the east coast of uh, Australia. But they're not blind, they just call them blind because when you lift them out of the water, the little fuckers shut their eyes. And obviously the person who discovered them was like, Oh, it's shutting its eyes, it must be blind. Oh, Tomo, look at this shark, it's got his eyes shut. Must be a blind shark. Tomo's like, Oh, oh, oh um, Colo. Colo? Is that an Australian enough name to fit into this little scene? Uh, Benno? <laughs> You're fucking right, mate. This is a blind shark. <laughs> Thanks, bud. All right, yeah. Oh, fuck it. Let's dive in and meet these meet these these uh, these cave sharks. Turn to page 399, the cave shark page. In we go. The current is strong and takes you swiftly downstream. Oh, no. Fuck. This was a bad decision. You are washed along through a narrow opening and out into a large cavern with banks on both sides. Chiching! I guess I'll go to Westpac first. Or maybe, uh, maybe ANZ. The current washes you onto the south bank. It's a Commonwealth bank. Turn to page 218. Uh, are you enjoying Fighting Fantasy Classic? I've just had a pop up. Uh, we'd love a rating and a review from you. Hey, Tin Man Games, are you listening? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get to this little bit of audio here, which I'm about to give to you. You can play this late at night when you're feeling lonely. Mmm, I'm going to hit that yes button. Ah, oh, oh, yeah, I did it. Oh, we're opening the App Store, the Google Play Store. Mmm, God, yeah. I'm scrolling down to the review sec section. Wow, 4.2 average. That's gonna about to go up. About to go up. Oh, yeah, go right up. Where are we? Fuck, how do I leave a review? Oh, that's just I'm reading other people's reviews. I don't care about other people's reviews. Here we are. Rate this app. You ready, Tin Man? Ping! Loved it. Um, submit. Great. Is this game interactive? 
Yes, it is. Is this a turn-based tactics game? No, it's not. Is this part of the review? What the fuck? What are you doing? What? Is this game customizable? Um, what does it mean? Does it mean can I make, can I write my own books? No, it's not customizable. I can make my own character. I guess not sure. Write a short review. Hey, it's great. I enjoyed playing these books as a kid but honestly never really followed the rules so Playing these digitized versions, which do all the stat tracking and maths and stuff for you, is a whole new and wonderful experience. I love you Tin Man games and you too fighting fantasy Hooray! Should I do, should I plug my podcast? What a fucking dog act! No, I need to make this. It's like a. Um, yeah, that'll do. Finish. Okay, great. Anyone listening can go on the Google Play Store and see my five star review. Can see me looking like the biggest idiot. <laughs> see all the thumbs down which my which my terrible review gets. Okay, cool. Where are we? Uh, go back into the game, please. Here we are. Okay, cool. So, I hope you enjoyed that, Tin Man Games. Okay, and we get another artwork by the cool artist who, um, whose name I found out and then forgot, but I started following him on Twitter. Yeah, he's a, a real prolific fantasy and uh, tabletop role-playing art uh, artist. He's done some good stuff, uh, not least of which... This the illustrations in this book. I think these might be my favorite illustrations of his. Although there's lots of good ones too. Um, yeah, I will say I noticed. I think his strong point is obviously like landscapes and environments, um, and the like the sort of gilding, the beautiful pattern work, the incredible texture, the line work which makes up characters. But I did notice that one of the goblins had like two. He had two left hands. Um, in one of the illustrations, I, I noticed that after the game was over, and I was looking at a screenshot which I took with the um, the orc chieftain whipping his orc servant, the lowly wretch. He's got two left hands, <laughs> that that chieftain. Um, but I didn't notice at first because of how gaudy and beautiful his costumery was. Uh, so yeah, I think yeah, 
maybe that maybe that maybe chieftains have two left hands and it's within the lore of the game yeah that's probably it okay so we're looking at what is this a, a cavernous black expanse of water stretching out into darkness and nothingness in front of me with an old rickety rotted wooden pier bending a few meters off into the black water uh, and then some driftwood on this uh, on this uh, beach this underground beach in front of me and a bell hanging from a, a plank of wood nailed to an old rotted st- stumpy tree thing stumpy tree thing you remember that that those that terrible old um, uh, flash series back when like internet animation comedy inter- internet animation was in its infancy stumpy tree thing la 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 stumpy tree thing god fuck fuck that stage in my uh in my uh, uh cultural consumption uh you are on the south bank of an underground river facing across its black depths there appear to be four ways of crossing to your left a rusted bell bears the sign ferry service two gold pieces please ring there is a small raft in front of you on the bank with a long stick resting beside it you could punt across the river a rickety old bridge crosses on the right if you don't trust any of these you may swim (laughs) how will you cross the river ring the bell for the ferryman turn to page three uh, try punting across the river. Turn to page 386. If you wish to risk using the old bridge, 209. If you think swimming is the best option, 316. I think it's a funny thing to mention that... Uh, so the ferryman is on page 3, right? So if I was playing these games as a little kid and picking up the book, I'd probably see the page with the ferryman on it every time I like started. and was like, oh, where's my page? And you're like... Oh, there's the ferryman, and then da, 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 how here we are. So that's a little element which is missing from this, like accidentally seeing other pages and kind of knowing how some of the paths end, and seeing the art beforehand. Oh shucks, a telephone call. Hang on, listeners. Alright, phone call over. Gosh, clock's, clock's ticking. i got to go do some work soon. But uh, for now, we can keep on making decisions. Yeah, so blah, 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 whatever I was saying before, it doesn't really matter. Uh, we've been told by, like, every frickin' uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry, every, every person. What are the fantasy versions of that name? I don't know. Elrond. Every Elrond, Gimli, and Smiggle. <laughs> we should be uh, making sure we pay the ferryman for his service. So here we are, given like four options, and one of them is pay the ferryman. Let's ring that ferryman bell. The bell gives a dull clang. I, although I do like the idea of going like, fuck that, everybody must be wrong. I'm just going to swim across or take the, the terrible uh, driftwood trash raft or step on the disgusting bridge. Everybody's probably been lying to me. I'm not going to bother paying the ferryman two of my 25 gold pieces. But no, we let's 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 do this. The bell gives a dull clang, and after a few moments, you see a withered old man climb into a small rowing boat moored on the north bank. He rows slowly across to you, moors the boat, and limps towards you. He asks you for three gold pieces. What the fuck, man? That's a hundred and fifty percent 
of the normal price. Uh, when you protested the price, <laughs> the game knows me. Well, it doesn't know me personally, but knows this character's. Okay. When you protest at the price, he mumbles some flimsy excuse about inflation. He begins to get angry at your protestations. Your protestations. At your protestantism. I was like, ah, you fucking protestant. And I'm like, oh, you gaudy Catholic. Look at this gold in your church. I was like, ah, you... Uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Do you pay him the three gold or threaten him? <laughs> Let's just give him the money. I'm a rich. 25 goblin golds I stole. He calms down and takes the gold. He rows you across to the north bank. After mooring the boat, he ambles off down a passageway. Turn to page seven. You have arrived on the north bank of a fast-flowing river in a large underground cavern. Okay, that's interesting. I wonder if I need to get back across and it'll cost me, like, more. It'll cost me, like, another three bucks, which would suck. Because that is a pretty high price to be paying regularly. I'll say that much. Okay, turn to page whatever. Facing northwards, the rock face is smooth and glistening with moisture. Moss of many different hues grows on the surface. Oh, I like that. There is an eerie silence punctuated only by the splashing of the river as it flows behind you. You have three options. A passage runs off to the northwest. Okay, northwest, sure. If you take this route, turn to page 271. A large timber door is directly in front of you, in the middle of the rock face. If you open the door, 104. Another passage runs out along the river, eastwards. To follow this along the riverbank, turn to page 99. I like this door. I like the environment of a cave underground with a moss-covered wall, stone wall covered in moss, and then a wooden door set in that. That's a nice environment to imagine. Like I'd, I'd set a, an underground D&D game in, in this kind of place where someone's kind of built a little structure inside a cave. That's nice and appealing. Cave full of moss. What a pretty thought. Um, but I also like the sound of the passage which runs along the river. So let's turn to page 99. We'll come back to this door by door. Okay. Passageway runs eastward. Ahead of you, you can see a solid-looking door blocking the passage. Okay. You step up to investigate. Turn to page 383. Oh! I look through the bars. I can see skeletons on the other side. Shit. They're building a boat. They're skeleton boat builders. Wow. Real nice illustration. The goddamn texture work on the door is gorgeous. You get lost in those lines. A sign above the door reads Boathouse. The door is firmly locked, but a small barred window allows you to look inside. You can see a number of skeleton men working on building a boat of some sort. They move in a series of quick, jerky actions, rather insect-like. If you have a key, clearly labelled Boathouse, turn to page 80. If you want to break the door down, turn to page 264. Yeah, I really want to get at those skeletons. <laughs> if you want to return to the riverbank, try another route, turn to page 129. Yeah, let's try another route. You return to the riverbank and decide to try the door in the middle of the rock face. Fuck you, you didn't give me a choice. I could have gone the other way. I was definitely going to go through the door, but fuck you for making the decision for me, book. Oh, Tin Man Games, I gave you five stars and a really uh, dumb-sounding review. Made me Makes me sound like an idiot. I did that for you. I did that for you, Tin Man Games. Don't make my decisions for me. Turn to page 104, okay. You find yourself in a short, narrow passage with a door ahead to the north, and you try this door. Turn to page 49. Man, I'm really glad there's no, like, 
check for traps roll. It's not like D&D where I'm always checking for traps because I've got a dickhead DM who's like, ah, ha, ha, acid trap. <laughs> oh, the acid trap was on all the treasure at the end of this dungeon you've been in. You fucking dickhead, you should have checked for traps. And now all the treasure you would have gotten at the end of this dungeon is melting before your eyes into disgusting slurry on the floor. An acrid slurry which you choke on. You take damage and lose all your, all your loot. Oh, I'm sorry, DM. Yeah, yeah, sorry, you dickhead. That's what it's like. That's what DMs are like. The door squeaks open on rusty hinges. <laughs> In my experience, anyway. The room is dark and your eyes begin to adjust as you close the door behind you. You hear a shuffling in the room, but before you can react, a blow to your head knocks you senseless and you lose two stamina points. Fuck. If you're still alive, turn to page 122. Um, yep. What do we get? A picture. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, jeez. These guys are bad news. What are these, like, animated corpses? They're like a drow in, uh, in the Elder Scrolls games. You uh, awake with a throbbing head and look around. The room is about eight meters square with doors to the north and the south. You have been dumped in the southwest. Are these guys what attacked me? They look to be standing on their own. One has a pickaxe, one has a regular axe, one's holding a scythe, one's holding a club. They're uh, dressed in tatters and rags. They have rotted, horrible, uh, sorrowful faces. There's uh, another corpse just casually leaning against the wall, holding a sword. This guy looks like a cool character. I like him quite a bit. <laughs> he looks happy too. Ah, screenshot time, listeners. Screenshot. Cool. Yeah, and there's shields, spears, and swords on the wall. I'm in like a wooden cavern with a with a dirt floor with these weird characters. Yeah, uh, I've been dumped into a into the southwest corner. Standing motionless in the center of the room are four men. At least they appear to be men. Their skin is green-gray colored. Their clothes are tattered and torn, and they are all staring vacantly at the ceiling. One carries a club, one a scythe, one an axe, and one a pick. They are ignoring you completely. Uh, around the room are various peasant-style weapons, pitchforks, axe handles, pointed sticks, etc. One or two shields and several barrels. In the northeast corner is a human corpse with a sword in one hand and a shield in the other. You move your hand up to your head and feel for signs of blood. You are relieved to find that you are not bleeding. But as your hand moves, the strange creatures in the center of the room turn their eyes down towards you. Oh, chilling. What a chilling scene. I can feel it, listeners. My skin's all... Oh, got them goosebumpies. Looked at by a bunch of corpses. Tall-looking, lanky, rotting corpses looking at me. No, thank you. That's what I say. No, thanks. Okay, turn the page, please. Yeah. Do you try to talk to them? Jump to your feet and charge with your sword. Scramble for an exit through the south door. My character's a good guy, but even he is just like, these are corpses. They probably hit me. Let's charge them with our sword. The four creatures shuffle towards you. They are mindless zombies. Their vacant eyes suggest that their actions are controlled by a will which is not their own. You are still too dizzy to think properly, but you must act quickly. The first zombie reaches you and prepares to swing its club, and you must fight. Okay, we'll get through this zombie fight, and then uh, we'll see what happens after that. We'll call it, a, call it an end of the episode, shall we? Fight. <gasps> Go, Fredwood. I've only got 20 stamina. Shit, this zombie has 7 skill. My skill's 12. I've still got... Uh, 
Still got that hanging over its zombie head, but uh, stamina six, let's fight. Okay, six and a three versus a six and a four. I win this round, zombie friend. 21 versus 17, slash, down to four stamina. Let's fight again, my zombie pal. Oh, let's re-roll them. Shit, yeah, double sixes in my favor versus a five and a four. The totals in the end are 24 and a 14. A second slash. <sighs> Lessens the zombie's health to two. Next, next round, fight. Okay, four and a five versus a three and a two. I got this first zombie in the bag, the zombie bag. Bang, get in my zombie bag, you zombie corpse. You've defeated Zombie! Now you must face Zombie with Scythe. Okay. Six and a six, that's his stamina and skill points. Let's fight this Zombie! A five and a one versus a two and a one. In my favor, 18 versus nine. Uh, hit it, down to four. Fight again. Yeah, some numbers versus some other ones and I'm victorious. Slash, down to two stamina. Hit it again. I oh, re-roll those bad numbers, I get some better numbers. Slash, 18 versus 12 are the final numbers. This zombie with scythe is dead. You have defeated zombie with scythe. Now you must face a zombie with axe. <laughs> you defeated zombie with scythe. Now you must face zombie with axe. You defeated zombie with axe. Now you must face zombie with scythe. It's the same kind of um, meter as um, a metal song I recognize. It's a real good one. It's by a Norwegian band who who did a concept concept album all about Iceland. It's called Iceland Black for Death, Red for Glory, or something like that. Um, I really like their music, but uh, they've got like two lead singers, and the guy who sings all the deep notes, I kind of can't stand his voice. He's made like a decision to sound like a corpse, and I don't like it. But uh, despite that, despite not liking that, I really like that song of theirs which I just played. I really love it. It's fucking great. Alright. Uh, zombie with axe. You must fight. It's got five stamina, six skill. I roll some good numbers and I hit it. And let's roll some good numbers again. I roll some good numbers and I hit it. And it's got one stamina left, so let's roll another set of good numbers. Oh, those are pretty good numbers. And I hit it. So... Okay, you've defeated Zombie with Axe. Now you must face Zombie with Pick. This is the last zombie. Stamina 6, skill 6. Okay, he rolled pretty well. What are the final numbers? 17 versus 13 in my favor. Okay, we've got nothing to worry about. Fredwood's a king. King of the dungeon. Ha ha! King of the dungeon! That's me, Fredwood. Fight. Wow, okay, reroll them. Yeah, 4 and a 1 versus a 2 and a 1. 17 versus 9 in the end, down to 2 stamina, this final zombie, zombie with pick, fight, one last fight, 5 and a 4 versus a 5 and a 3 in my favour, 21 versus 14 are the final numbers, and the stamina of the final zombie, the zombie with the pick is now 0, and I am triumphant, excellent, the 4 creatures shuffle towards, okay, yep, if you defeat all 4 of the mindless creatures, turn to page 115. The poor wretches lying dead at your feet almost look happy to be relieved of the burden of life. But as you look down at them, you sense you are not the only one who knows of their deaths. You feel lucky to have survived against so many foes, and you gain two luck points. My luck's already capped off, though, which is a shame. Looking around the room, there are a few things you could investigate. Look more closely at the weapons, examine the dead body, or investigate the barrels. 
Okay, listeners, we got a pretty cool sounding room, but I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna slip an old bookmark in this page, uh, page 115, I think, and uh, I'm gonna put down the old phony one over here. I'm gonna end the episode. It's been another fun time playing War Top of Firelock Mountain. Shit, I've been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> Hope I'm alright. War Top of Firelock Mountain. Join me next time I play this or any other game. Bye.